Welcome back, back to, to Dadventurous. <laughs> Why are we doing it at the same time? I don't know. All right. Welcome back to our podcast. Hopefully uh, we didn't leave you on too much of a cliffhanger last time. I'm the dad. I am the dungeon master of this world of elsewhere. And the dungeon that you are in right now is Coaster Chaos. Dun, dun, dun. Correct. And so I will be guiding Kia through to the end of the Amusement park. Will it be amusing? Maybe. I think so. Most likely. <laughs> and um, I'm the daughter. I'm the player. Um, playing Kia, who um recently got two new T-shirts and <laughs> you did <laughs> and found a platinum quip. That's right. Last week you got a T-shirt. For yourself, a t-shirt for Callie, and a t-shirt for Flibbit that he's now wearing as a cape. Yep, a t-shirt cape. And I'm hiding in the trees yeah, with well, my let's, scarf we'll do of a, shredding. We'll do a little recap right about now. Yay. You ready? Yep. All right. So last week on the episode, you started making your way through Coaster Chaos. You found yourself in the gift shop looking at all the trinkets and toys, and you were attacked by a flying scraper drone. With t-shirts. With a mounted t-shirt cannon on it that it fired at you a couple times. T-shirts. <laughs> you managed to find some stuffed animals that you were going to bring back to Callie, and you got these t-shirts that you've been talking about. You started making your way with Flibbit through the amusement forest. There was a forest kind of part of the park. It wasn't the amusement forest. That no. makes it sound fun. It was <laughs> just a forest. And you made your way through to the Radical Rapids, man. And um, <laughs> you noticed that partly a ride and partly <laughs> a really intense river was gouging through this Coaster Chaos amusement park. And you noticed with your perception check that there was a little pair of shoes nearby. And you also noticed that there were some cables to climb across. So you did what? Um, I climbed across a cable so I didn't have to get wet. Wow, I sent Flibbit down to go get the shoes. You did. And he succeeded, sort of. By being hit with the raft. <laughs> exactly. And when you found the shoes, you found some worthless old world money that you tossed aside. Probably about $1,000. Eh, nah. No nah. big deal. Mm -hmm. And then you kept the platinum clip for yourself. Woo! You made your way through to the next section of the park where you saw an opening. You stayed hidden with your shrouded scarf in the trees. Of shredding. <laughs> and you saw the spin-to-win ride was moving. It was almost as if it was working a little bit, but coming to a halt. And you saw movement underneath in a small little compartment and sparks and whizzes and whirs. And then beyond Spin to Win, you saw the large sign of the K -K -K Chaos Crusher. Blah, 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 blah. That's the noise that you hear once more as you look on. The Chaos Crusher is much further down the path, but you can see 
this big archway. There's walls kind of blocking its view, but you can see some of the green, the bright green structure of the roller coaster itself. And I should say too, like in this area, you probably also see remnants of a bunch of roller coasters. Oh. It's just that they're so busted up and ruined, they don't look like much of anything. Yeah. It's like part tracks. Yeah. Tracks and carts and skeletons. <laughs> Maybe not. Skeletons? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you are melding camouflaged into the trees with Flibbit behind you. What do you want to do? Wait. that You said there were coaster carts. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know why you're, what are you looking at me like that for? Do you, do you just realize what you gave me? A cart? Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, okay. What are you going to do with a busted so, up cart? Um, I'm curious. Can I make an investigation check to um, find a relatively intact with four wheels on a cart? <laughs> sure. You'll have to make a pretty good investigation check, I think. Um, 12. 12? We'll say you find a cart off to the side, kind of opposite of the side of the park where Spin to Win is. You see the remnants of an old busted up roller coaster, and one of the carts that's there has three of four wheels. Ew. <laughs> because you only got to 12. <laughs> okay. Um, so it might okay. be a little bit wobbly. Okay, that's good enough. Okay, so... There's sparks. Are there still sparks coming from this? Yeah, there's definitely movement, sparks, whirring. Uh, maybe the ride even like spins a little bit more and then comes to a stop again. Mm. I think I go. I want to go over. Still shrouded, right? You. Yeah. It's only if you don't move. Oh. Oh, it's only if you don't move. Yeah. Okay. I think I let go. Of the shroud. Okay. And stay around the edges. Can I go to the opposite side of where the sparks are? Or is it visible throughout the entire Kind of where you got the, where you're going to go get the cart, that is kind of is the opposite side of where the sparks are. Okay. I want to go over there, but I'm not going to get the cart yet. Okay. So you go over and you find this cart. It's like white and has racing stripes on it. It's all rusted and corroded. Like there's sections that you can see through the cart because oh. it's the old steel but it has three intact wheels and it is it is kind of like sitting aside of this old roller coaster. Can I still see the sparks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an opening. Yeah, you can see the sparks from here. Okay. I want to so is there like a top to this ride at all? Like the sparks coming from inside? The sparks so imagine if you will like a satellite dish or like a bowl sitting on top of something. Yeah. The spin to win ride is a big circle platform that spins flat and underneath it is like a pedestal that's pretty big it's enough to have a room inside there okay it's like where all the mechanisms and electronics and stuff would be and someone would need to get in there to work on it i want to get um i want to try to sneak over there and get onto the onto the spin spinny thing do you want to try to get onto the ride well, I, I was like, I kind of want to, like, I don't want to be, like, super visible. So, like, being on top would technically not be visible yeah. to the guy underneath. Yeah. You would have to do some stealth checks to get up on top. Is there, like, stairs door or are they bested out? Uh, the, No, the, there's stairs for this one, actually. There's an entryway. Okay. 
So you want to try to sneak over and get above. Yeah. But you're leaving the cart? For now. Okay. And what do you want Flibbit to be doing? Um, Flibbit, I think I want to come with me, but, like, look out. Okay, so he's going to act as a, um, a scout. Yes, exactly. I'll be the scout, Kia, and I will float here and I will stay quiet-ish. And he starts singing his stealth song as you guys make your way over. Roll for stealth. Flibbit did pretty good. 12 again. Okay. Flibbit got a 16. So Flibbit's is doing all right. This one keeps giving me bad rolls. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to switch dice? Yeah. All right. You switch dice and the roll stays the same, unfortunately. You got a 12, but that's okay because you guys start making your way over and I'm going to roll for a thing. You guys seem to make your way over to the stairwell. You start making your way up to the actual ride. The stairwell is kind of off to the side, so you're able to keep visual minimal Yeah. for uh, whatever's moving around in there. But as you get closer, you can hear a lot more sparks and gears turning and the scraping of mechanisms and, like, sparking of welding. Oh. It's almost like there's work happening inside there. And then you make your way up onto the spin-to-win ride. As you get up past the stairs and step onto the ride itself, there are little spots for people to to sit around the outside edges in little chairs with like handles on the side oh. and you get the idea that people would sit in there and spin around based on it being called spin to win <laughs> and um, as you step onto it you feel the whole ride kind of shift a little bit under your weight it's on sort of a gimbaled hinge yeah. or um, spinner in the middle so it's separate from the stairs yeah okay There's no side of Acknowledgement from the bottom? Nope. Seemed to have okay. rolled poorly on its perception checks. <laughs> yeah. Goba, I think now that Kia sees that there's nothing of particular of interest up here. Yeah. Um, she'd probably like go back down. But not to the ground, like on the stairs and kind of... Uh, do the stairs have like gaps between them? Yeah, they're metal stairs. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, not not like solid stairs, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like rafter type stairs. Yeah. Um, can I? Can she peek through those? Like, like whatever's making the sparks. You're gonna have to get down. I I had said already that the stairs kind of were out of view. Oh, of that okay, thing. that makes so sense. So if you want to go check that thing out, you're just gonna have to get closer. <laughs> I know how you work. You're trying to be cautious. But. Okay, I think. Um, she wants to, uh, go down the stairs, but try to be stealthy, so should yep. I make a... Make another stealth check. 24. Easily. Okay. Go down and go over to the, where the sparks are, seem to be coming from. Okay, you trying to peek around the door, or the archway? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and make a perception check. This is 24. This is crazy. Nice. You peek in, and what you see is probably a little bit surprising to you, um, because what you see are scrapers, but you don't see any of these larger ones that usually attack you. They are all tiny, and there are probably 20 of them in here that are gerbil-sized or guinea (laughs) pig-sized. And what you notice as you peek around the corner is they are moving around crazily in this room, going to wires, going to 
power sources, plugs, things like that. And they're cleaning them up. Like fixing you can, it? Yeah, kind of. And you can see like, oh, there's one section that's really rusty and dirty. And the scrapers are going over there and they're cleaning up the wires and reconnecting them. <laughs> and they are getting rid of the rust. And they're putting their little shock charges into soldering things back together. And that's what you notice. Hmm. They haven't noticed me, though. They did not notice you. You rolled very well. So they're just hard at work. And they're pretty small, too. Sort of non-threatening. Hmm. What are they made of? Like... Um, just kind of like every time that scrapers are created because of wild magic surges, I would say local parts yeah. and pieces, probably little pieces of roller coaster rides that have broken down. Probably like one of them looks like the top half of a smoothie making machine. <laughs> one of them looks like one of those hot dog stand, like ketchup squirters that you press down the handle on and ketchup comes out. <laughs> He's probably like half made of that. Just little things from around the amusement park. And their little constructs made out of that. Can I look for one that is possibly made out of a wheel as a body? <laughs> or is this just Your not- plans are so crazy. Um, go roll an investigation check. <laughs> if you roll really high, one's made out of a wheel. I'm assuming a nine doesn't no, count. No, <laughs> there's none made out of wheels. They're all crawling around on little leggies. Mm, sad. Okay. Um, so they haven't noticed me. Is there a climbable ceiling? In here? Probably. It's all wires and piping and stuff like that. Are there any scrapers on this ceiling? Yes. They're all over the place. Ah, okay. In the background, you hear a voice come into view again. It goes, Chaos Crusher, prepare to get crushed. And you hear that behind you again in the Chaos Crusher end of the thing. Hmm. A gesture for Flibbit to stay outside of the doorway. Fuck, I do. Um. He says, in your mind. Because <laughs> I think he can do that. Yeah. Okay. I put my foot over the threshold. You just put your foot over yeah. the threshold. <laughs> you do that. And all the scrapers stop. And then continue working. <laughs> okay. Um, I take a full step over the threshold. You take a full step in, and I'll say, like, you're trying to be kind of sneaky, but then suddenly one of the scrapers just goes between your legs and crosses the room and keeps going about their work. They don't seem to care about you. I walk in. <laughs> you do so. I full walk in. And you walk in, and suddenly you are in this little room, small little room, you know, maybe yeah. eight by eight room and there's just a whirlwind of activity around you these scrapers are just doing everything they are just cleaning putting stuff together soldering all this sort of things that you've never really seen scrapers do before hmm. I call it a flibbit there seem to be non-hostile Why I guess are you sure I mean, if you're hearing this, then yes. I suppose, yes. If I was not hearing that, that you would have died a horrible, scrapery death. Yes. Okay, and he <laughs> floats on in. Is there like a door or something? Or like anything noticeable? Or you, no? No, it's just a room with wires and pipes and panels and things. Hmm. And I think on the far side of the room, you notice a larger panel that has a bunch of like big throw switches in it. One of the switches uh, that's up right now is 
labeled spin to win, but it's like sparking and it's not quite fixed. fully fixed yet. The other handle that you notice that is flipped up says Chaos Crusher and it is lit up and looks fine. I go over and pull the Chaos Crusher down. Okay. You go over and put your hand on the Chaos Crusher and before you have a chance to pull it down, all of the scrapers stop and turn their heads towards you and look at you while your handles, it's still on. Can but take all 20 scrapers, as soon as you take your hand off, they go back to work. Oh, ooh. Okay. I think um, Kia goes back outside, um, pulls Flibbit around, around the corner, and says, Okay, so... What's going on? I don't think they want me to pull that switch, which is more reason to pull that switch. Why do you want to pull something that they don't want you to pull? What if they attack you? I mean, they're tiny. I mean, yeah, that's true. I suppose that's true. We could probably just thwack them real good. Yeah. What what do you suppose the switch does? It's It's flipped up right now. I don't know. I don't know anything about this Passworld stuff. This is your game, not mine. Huh. I suppose it makes sense. Hmm... Do they, is that like, what is that, what do you think the Switch is doing? Do you think it's like turning things on? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. The spin to win one, for one is flipped up too, but it's sparking and it's not fixed. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just a thought feeding on a floaty creature. I don't know anything about electronics or past world tech. Fair enough. Uh, okay. I think she goes back in and leans down to one of the scrapers and says, and um, sees if it stops. It leans down. No, not at all. If you're just leaning down to it, it's totally ignoring you. I think if anything, you find that at one point you're like in the way of a scraper and it like bumps your foot. <laughs> and it makes you like, it wants you to move out of its way. <laughs> um, I, t- I think she takes... um. Her takes a hand to her mouth and goes, Everybody listen up! To all the scrapers? Yeah. Okay. Um, Make a persuasion or intimidation check. (laughs) And I will roll a counter thing. 15. Okay. Surprisingly, it takes a moment, but you yell all this. And then, like, one scraper turns and looks at you, and then all the other scrapers turn and look at you. Um, just like they did when you put your handle on the hand on the handle, but they're all looking at you. I say, okay, so, now that you're listening to me... <laughs> <laughs> she goes full, like, commando now. Love it. Um, now that you're listening to me, um, I see that over there's a handle that needs repairing. You guys haven't repaired it yet. So, I was thinking, could you maybe, like, repair it? Because it seems like you guys love repairing stuff, right? Maybe you could go over there and fix it. Like, if you're trying to fix this thing up, you want everything to be fixed. <laughs> What's your game plan here? I want them to fix the handle. Okay. <laughs> to fix the spin-to-win handle? Yeah. I'll say, like, ten of them nod diligently <laughs> and go over. Like, they don't, for some reason, they're listening to you. And they start working on the handle. Mm-hmm. And a small period of time passes. 
a few more Chaos Crusher recordings are played behind you, and um, they eventually get the handle working. I um yeah. Okay, thanks guys. Uh, you're uh, you're real great and all. Uh, good job. Um, maybe you'll get souvenirs. They're just staring at you, and then they just go back to work. Yay. <laughs> That's what I want them to do. Okay. <laughs> um, and I go over to the handle and tentatively touch it. Which handle? The spin to win handle. Okay, so you touch the spin to win handle, and I'll say it was like out. It hadn't been thrown upwards yet. Okay. Nothing happens. When you touch it, nope. You throw it up. Yep. Okay. I flip it upwards. Kachunk! You flip it upwards, and suddenly the room lights up with electronic power, like power that you haven't really seen that much of without it being magically enhanced enhanced in some way, right? Or a separate piece. But this is like, it like turns power on to this area and you get a little remnant view of what it might have looked like in past world. And suddenly you feel this motor kick on above your head and you hear this like screech, scrape as this spin to win ride starts full on spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and starts gaining in speed and it squeals really, really loudly and scrapes really, really loudly. But you start hearing it spin and at the same time you start hearing a little tinkly music play (laughs) in the background and a voice that goes, why win when you could spin to win? (laughs) And uh, that's it. And you, you can, and all the scrapers, pause the tiny little dudes and they rush outside and they all start looking up at the spin to win thing (laughs) um i think i go outside as well okay you're surrounded by a bunch of tiny little scraper (laughs) dudes i go over to flip it and say i got it working i mean they got it working i see that what was the point exactly they seem to want to fix it up and also like this ride is cool like and I got to see, oh, it's electronic without magic. It does seem that way. I bet you don't seem excited. I don't understand any of it. I said that like 30 seconds ago. I just, I don't know if why I should care, but I appreciate that you're excited about it. That's cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I just don't understand. But that's cool, I think. It is cool. All right. Well, why don't we do it now? Um, we should go over to the, to the big one, I guess. The you big green one. You don't want to, like, do something with the ride? Actually, sure. I, I think I go back into the room, switch it off so that it stops spinning. Okay. You do, like, the halfway switch? Yeah. Okay, so it slows down to a stop. Okay. And then, and then um, I go out to, I go out to um, one of the scrapers mm-hmm. and say, um, "Okay, so." <laughs> I think you're making friends with these guys. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so can you, when I say go, can you flip that switch in there up, the spin to win switch? It looks at you for like a full, just dead silent ten seconds. And then nods its head and runs <laughs> over. 
and uh, you are starting to like make your way upstairs and it didn't fully understand you so you hear that it flips the switch already before you're there <laughs> and so the ride starts spinning a little bit as you like rush to get on but you're able to get on <laughs> I um, go over to one of the seats and get on and yell Flibbit! Uh, Flibbit comes over and he uh, you start you get into the seat and there's like a little belt strap that you could put over your belt so you strap in, and Flibbit is just like, wow, well, this is cool. But he's just floating there, so you're starting <laughs> to spin, and he's just pacing around with you, not a part of the ride Uh-oh. at all. I say, Flibbit, you have to, like, get in the seat. I don't know if I should do that. That sounds crazy. That's the whole point. I don't know if you remember this, but I told you a little while ago that I didn't know how to have a whole lot of fun. This, this seems like chance. scary fun. Yes. That's the whole point of fun. Oh, boy. And he <laughs> hops down, and you help him strap in, and his little tentacles start flapping in the breeze as you guys start spinning <laughs> high speeds. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw oh, no. as this spin to win gets fully up to speed, and you feel faster movement than you've ever felt in your life spinning around. <laughs> I'm so going to puke. What'd you get? A seven. <laughs> <laughs> so did Flibbit. Oh. Uh, and so you guys are spinning. You're having a good time. And all of a sudden, you're not having a good time anymore. And you get that feeling that builds up in your stomach. And you get a gross burp that comes up. And uh, right as the ride starts coming to a stop and it jerks to a stop you can't hold it back anymore and you and Flimbit both go bleh <laughs> and let forth some vom on the spin to win ride um, but then you feel much better <laughs> as the ride stops I say well that was unfortunate but fun I don't know if I would call it fun and Flimbit's all green that's why I said unfortunate <laughs> Uh, fair. And he, like, wobbles off, floating off the ride. I, um, gen- I gra- grab his tentacle and gently guide him down the stairs. Oh, that's very nice of you. And you guys make your way down, and you notice that the ride kicks back on again. It switches up. It came to a stop. It just goes right back again. So it starts on a cycle of spinning back and forth. Huh. Or, or, sorry, keep the keep spinning over and over again. Um, I go over, are all the scrapers just watching it? No, they probably started going back in and working on stuff, yeah. Okay. Making sure everything's running well. I yell into the room, good job, guys. Definitely donuts when you get get back from work. Donuts when you get back? I want a donut now. (laughs) Um, And you leave them to their work. You once again hear, chaos crusher. Crushing time begins now, and I go over to the mu- to the cart, and um, how smooth is this ground? Do you think? Um, you could find a smooth path, but it's generally pretty rocky and rubbly. I um, you could use a ranger survival or nature chest. Oh yeah, to find a good track, I think is a thing. Yeah, because I have. Yeah, I think I'll, uh, think do, I'll do that. My survival is better, so nice. I'm going to do Make that. Make it happen. I will say, I haven't done it yet this episode. I usually do it like once per episode. Flibbit will give you assistance on something and give you help. <gasps> do you want that now? Yes, please. Okay, he is going to offer his help. 
And he goes, hey, Kia, I think you can find what you're looking for because I believe in you. Why, thank you. Um, if we said a woe DC, still better than my other one. Um, I got a 10. Yeah, 10 was the DC. You just, you're able to find a pathway with the cart. It's not straight shot. You're having to S-curve your way around. Yeah. But yeah, you can find a path. Um, okay. I, how higher the sides of this do you think? Of what? Of the cart. Fine, a fine amount of height, depending on what you are trying to do. Are you trying to hide down inside of it? No. Oh, okay. Okay, so. They're probably two feet. A gesture for Fwibbit to get in. Okay, he gets in, gets down low. Okay, I grab the back and um, start pushing it. Okay. But um, I want to try to like coast around it's to towards the coaster chaos. Okay. So you're trying to like push him along and then like glide on it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a shopping cart? Shopping cart style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I understand. So you go to start pushing it and it's a little bit of a struggle right out of the gate and it squeaks. It comes to like, you have to push past that first threshold and then finally squeak and it goes and you guys start gliding forward. And you're able to every, you know, five, ten steps hop on for a glide. Um, but you have to lean to one side because the one wheel is busted. And uh, if you lean to the other side, it starts scraping along the ground. Oh. I want to ride it toward Coaster Chaos. And I think towards the end, I'm going to give it a last big push and get in. Okay. We'll say that you start pushing towards the entryway and there's a slight downhill oh. into Coaster Chaos as you <laughs> hop in on your last big push and you and Flippet go, Whoa! or Flippet does anyway. <laughs> I go, woohoo! And you guys slide down into this drop down section for Coaster Chaos, or sorry, the Chaos Crusher. <laughs> and it's a huge, huge structure for this roller coaster. And your cart slides down, and we'll say it collides with the little ticket booth <laughs> entry thing that is there. And there's big sign that shows Coasty the Chaos Man from <laughs> last episode uh, <laughs> displaying, like, safety rules for the Chaos Crusher. And there's... Please keep hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Exactly. And there's, like, a little mini gift shop that's all busted apart that had a bunch of Chaos Crusher-specific paraphernalia and there's the entryway, but you're like standing underneath some of the scaffolding, and it's huge. It's a massive roller coaster. Oh. And you actually see that there's like two tracks so that two carts can go at one time. So it's actually like two roller coasters right next to each other. Oh, the Chaos Crusher. One's Chaos and one's Crusher. <laughs> exactly. Um, I said it for a bit. Now that is good fun. I don't believe you. About the same time that he says that, you feel that familiar sensation in your Ooh. chest, pulling you a direction, pulling you towards the center construction of the Chaos Crusher. Coaster's bright green, covered in crazy red spikes, and there's carts still sitting atop and sitting throughout a pretty nice-looking roller coaster. Oh. Intact. It has corkscrews, it has loops, it has spins. And then basically there are sections where the carts came through and they would go underground and they would do all this cool stuff. Ooh. As you get this pull and you hop out of the cart, you 
peek around the corner of the ticket booth, and you see in the middle of the structure, of this giant roller coaster structure, you'd have to hop over some tracks, you have to go around some fencing, it's in the spot where people normally didn't go, is a very large, very pink, stuffed unicorn. No. <laughs> and that seems to be where you're getting your pull from. A giant stuffed unicorn. Yes. How big is it? Probably like one of the ones you'd win in a prize thing. You know, it's probably half your size. Oh dear. <laughs> um okay. Are there any more tickets in this ticket booth? There, no, there's no more tickets in the ticket booth. Okay. You have all the tickets in the whole park. No, I didn't. <laughs> there are multiple rules. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I walk around. The gift shop is destroyed, you said? The Yeah, it's destroyed. Okay. I walk around and read the rules. The safety rules. <laughs> First of all, there is a height requirement uh, that you are too short for. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I would say that the um, rules are a little coasty, saying keep your arms and legs inside the cart at all times. No selfie sticks. <laughs> uh, please keep food and drink off of the roller coaster. And there's probably one that's like, you know, because the dwarves and elves existed in the past world, member. Yes. I think it was like, dwarves, please make sure your beards are tightly braided, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and there's just references to everything, but anyone can ride it. It's just intense. It's like, you know, you have to know what you're getting into. Exactly. Okay. I think I walk past the rules and um, scan the area for... Dangerous stuff, basically. Dangerous stuff, basically. Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll investigation or perception. My perception is better. I got 16. 16, okay. I will say that what you notice is less about in preparation of danger. It's less about spotting something that was actively trying to do anything to you in the moment. What you instead notice is as you're going to step over your first track to get further in towards the unicorn, the voice on the speaker system picks up again. And it says, Chaos Crusher, prepare for an adrenaline crush. And as you do that, your foot was resting on one of those tracks and it shifts out from underneath you. Oh. And you are tossed to the side down to the ground, not with any pain, but you're flumped down to the ground, and Flippet goes, oh, Kia, oh, look out. And as you roll over and look, the one of the tracks, of the two tracks, yeah. is moving. It's moving? And it's pulling up out of the ground. Oh, dear. And the <laughs> loop that was there is pulling into a shape. <gasps> and everything's Coasting. starting to come together into this crazy lumped together creature made out of roller coaster track and two of the tracks come together and form like two half circles and make eyes in the middle and then some more of the tracks make like a crazy mouth in the middle and then there's two dangling carts that sit there in the middle of the eyes and wiggle back and forth and this thing is probably 30 feet tall 50 feet wide 
and it does in fact look like a weird, awful oh, no. representation of Coasty Chaos Man. As it goes, chaos crusher, and two crazy big track arms and track feet stick out from it, and it lets loose a roar. And you need to roll initiative. Oh no! <laughs> so this on Coasty the Chaos Man. On Coasty the Chaos Man, this is going to be a little bit of a funky fight because this thing is massively large, and I want you to give to you this tools because when you're an adult and you play Dungeons and Dragons, as people might know. Even trained players and adult type folk sometimes make the mistake of thinking they can fight something that is higher than their level. Correct? Yes. And that can be detrimental. Kia gets the vibe that this is not just a scraper that she can easily take out. Let's say it that way. You're going to have to get crafty with what you do. Okay. What was your initiative roll? 17. Okay. Well, luckily for you, it goes last. Woo! So, what do you want to do as this giant Coasty the Chaosman roller coaster forms into this massive structure in front of you and roars? Where are its feet? Where its feet are massive track feet. <laughs> I want to run because I can dash. Yeah. To 60 feet. Yeah. Um, and once per turn, as a cat person, you can like double that, I think. It's a feature as a tabaxi, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Or maybe uh, here, let's see. When you move on your turn combat, you can double your speed until the end of the turn. Once used, you can't use this trade again until you move zero feet on one of your turns. So actually, I can. Double my dash. Yeah. To 120 feet. 120 feet. Easily. Okay. How far away do you say this unicorn is? I would say it's it's within the range of 120 feet. That's a massive amount of space that you can dash. So I would say it's probably 100 feet away. Like you wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah. But you could get there. I want to dash and try to pick it up. Okay. I will say that with that and your tabaxi thing, you can get there and you can pick it up. That's your whole turn. That's what you want to do? Yep. Okay. You explain to me what it looks like as this thing starting to form together and become coasty, what it looks like as Kia dashes through the chaos into getting this unicorn. Okay. We're going full cinematic mode here. Please do. Please do. Um, So, leave that. As this... um, So, you're saying that the roller coaster forms into Coasty, the Chaos Man. How long does it take? About the time it takes you to get to the unicorn. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, as Kia um, starts to run, Kia starts to run forward, all fours. She's going fast, cat fast. Awesome. Um, and jump, um, so pulling out of the ground, right? Yep. I think she um, jumps onto um, one of those um, bits that is starting to pull out of the ground. Yeah. Kind of uses that like upward momentum as like a as like a propel as to propel her forward. Love that. That's cool. You gain suddenly gain a burst of speed. And um, as it like flips up, she jumps off. 
dodges probably dodges over some unmoving tracks from the other one. Yep. And probably j- jumps a couple um, carts that are like scattered around slash being pulled up by the by Kosi. Awesome. Turns around, skids to a stop where the unicorn is, and like scoops it up and with her last can I do the last 20 feet of movement yeah okay with her last 20 feet of movement she probably ducks behind the scaffolding of one of these of one of the unmoving um ones okay and um gently pats the unicorn okay So, as you do all of that, which I'm totally cool with, you rush through, you dodge stuff, you gain speed boost, you slide to a stop, and you retrieve this massive, fluffy, pink unicorn. (laughs) The feeling that you get when you grab it is similar to when you grab the projector. You feel this wash of power, right? When you turned on the projector, it affected scrapers and it called a wild magic storm, right? Yes. There's no turning on a stuffed animal. The stuffed animal. So what you feel as you grab it is like this aura being pulsed out from this unicorn. And as you grab it, we'll say that something nearby. We'll say there was the ticket counter had a check-in kiosk and a little computer that like accepted payments and things like that. It Words to life. Oh. Electronically. Oh. And something on your person. Maybe you had a little. My watch or my Yeah, clock? maybe you had your, maybe your clock, the alarm goes off. Huh? And you get the sensation that this unicorn has an effect on past world tech, not in a magical way, but in a mundane way. Oh. It is affecting it as sort of like a power source. As like a. Like it fuels, like the unicorn's magic fuels the electronic, electronics of stuff. Yep, and it seems as though the magic unicorn, that its power is essentially like a portable battery. <laughs> cool. You pat it on its head and flip it from 120 feet away. It goes, Kia, what, what did you, where'd you go? Ah! And you hear flip it fly away terrifyingly because he lost sight of where you are. How? Oh. And Coasty lost sight of where you are, but sees Flibbit. Uh-oh. And it is now the Chaos Crusher's turn. Wait, I thought Flibbit goes after. Flibbit? You said... Flibbit goes first. Oh, yeah. And uh, Flibbit chose to run, run away. away and hide. Oh, okay. But... It saw where Flibbit was, so it is going to try to attack Flibbit. You see it rear up one of its cart uh, arm like tracks on its thing, and it holds it forward like a trajectory thing and launches a cart towards <gasps> Flibbit, a giant roller coaster cart. It hits the ground and slides, and it hits Flibbit, but not very hard. And oh. Flibbit is tossed aside and knocked prone. But prone, that's yeah, he's not flying currently, and he goes and gets knocked over, and you can't see him from your direction, he's behind the cart. As you come back to your turn, you 
the coasty, the coaster kind of stepped forward. Oh. Out of the sort of out of the confines of the ride and goes back towards that entrance spot where you came down the hill and takes a couple steps forward to get a little more room. Oh. As it steps forward, you have a view of the backside of Coasty, and you can see up in the middle, kind of like at Spin to Win, there is a small little maintenance room that is glowing with green energy. It is now your turn. Oh, no. I heft the unicorn onto my shoulder. It's very lightweight. It's easy to throw it over your shoulder. Okay. And um, run over about 15 feet, okay. I think, and yell up to Coasty, the chaos man. To try to get its attention? Yeah, I yell, Hey, big rolling coaster. I got a unicorn for you. Oh, nice. Okay, roll... Persuasion? Probably intimidation in this case. I didn't roll real well, so you're you don't gotta beat much. I got an eight. You beat his thing. So he tosses the cart at Flibbit and then turns and looks at you and leans down and there's a speaker. You can see now inside of his mouth is one of those speakers, and it goes ka get crushed and then it turns to face you. But that was just you yelling. Moving 15 feet and yelling at it. Okay. So I guess he doesn't turn to face you yet, but you notice that he looks like he's going to focus on you. Kind of. I'm going to pull out my bow. Okay. I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns again. Okay. And um, I'm going to try to hit this. The coasty? Co- this coasty. Okay. Um, did, Has it turned to face me yet? No, not on, it's not on its turn, but you can tell it's like it shifted its head your direction. Okay. And you can still see that room in the center of it, too. I want to try to shoot into the room. To shoot into the room. With my hail thorns. Okay. Cool. Go ahead and make an attack roll. It's not hard to hit because it's like a really big target that's not moving. 18. Okay. What are you wanting your hail of thorns to do? Does it explode into thorns? Okay. I want to try to try to destroy the... Well, no, not destroy the room, obviously, since it's a room. That would be, like, impossible for a single arrow. But at least damage it. Okay. Because it seems it's like a maintenance room, right? It has all of the wires and the electronic stuff, and it's glowing green. So, like, it seems to be kind of his heart. It does. Your arrow flies true. It strikes into the opening of this little maintenance room that had a little hatch door. And you see the telltale sign of your hail of thorns exploding into thorns. Would he need to make a dexterity save? That's kind of what I was trying to figure out. I don't really think so because it's such a big creature. His AC is is so low because it's easy to hit but hard to kill. If yeah, easy to hit, hard to count. Yeah. You rolled, what did you I, did, you I was going to roll, but I don't think it matters. I okay. think you get it in there. With an 18, I think you get it in there. And the Hail of Thorns explodes. Can you go ahead and roll a damage? Damage for all of it, right? Yes, for the hit and the Hail of Thorns. Okay, first for the hit, I have 10 damage. For okay, 10 the, damage. Uh, just the arrow. Okay. 15 total damage. 15 to this total damage? Room. Okay. And the thorns explode and they create a holding thing 
No. Or is no. That, that's hail of thorns, so it just explodes into damage, right? It's, yeah, it explodes. Can I describe it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so it so I shoot my arrow in. It's covered in this like kind of greenish liquid, right? Yeah. And um, when it impacts the room, the that impact triggers the hail the thorns to immediately grow, and the impact actually sends the thorns out in a kind of in like a blast radius. Yeah, like basically. a thorn bomb. Yeah, and so basically. If you were like looking into the room where you could straight see into yeah. it, it would be like you see this arrow hit and just a pressure wave of thorns. It just sends out in a in a sphere nice. from the arrow and goes and fills it up. Yeah. Okay, so fifteen damage. What you notice, so there's like damage thresholds here, okay? Okay. You notice Coasty the Chaos Monster. <laughs> Mans. Monster. Um, uh, <laughs> his speaker gets uh, hard to hear, and then it goes, chaos And it, if you can imagine a roller coaster monster dropping down to one knee, that's what happens. Okay. It's not dead by any means. It's not destroyed by any means. But you, like, got it past the first threshold, and it takes a moment to fall down onto its knee, which means, effectively, it's going to miss its next turn. Woohoo! Flip it, you see, rise up very diff- far away from you. He's going to, I think, just use his movement to try to get closer to you. Okay. That will get him in range of most all of his abilities. Okay. So he is going to dash halfway between you and the dude. Okay. And that's his turn. It is going to come back around to your turn. The thing right, is down on it. one knee. It loses its turn. But you can see this. some of the thorns are like disappearing a little bit over time. And yeah. not all of them, but there's a green glow like fighting back against the thorns. And it's like it's recharging itself back up a little bit. Oh. But for now, it is down closer to the ground. Okay. This thing is a roller coaster monster. It's made out of roller coaster tracks and speaker and maintenance room, obviously. Do you think there would be that I could make a roll to find any sort of um, weak spot? Other than the room, since it seems to be recharging. I um, think you found the weak spot. That's, okay. It's it's just tracks and then that room. Okay. It's it's basically steel track machine. Okay. So you found its weak spot. Okay. But you so, also feel like you're only going to be able to do so much with a bow from a distance. I, so Flippet is 50 feet away, or 60 feet away. Yeah. Basically got close enough so that he can maybe cast some spells if need be. How far do you think I can toss a unicorn? Pretty far. Stuffed unicorn. It's a stuffed unicorn. I think decently far. You're an athletic individual or an acrobatic individual. I want to try to toss it to Flibbit. Okay. Toss the unicorn to Flibbit. Would that be an acrobatics check? Yeah, and I think he'd make a dexterity save to see if he he definitely catches whatever you throw. 24. I got an 18 as Flibbit. Okay. So you explain to me what happens. I p- put away my bow. Okay. Um, I take the unicorn off my shoulder and just yell, 
Watch out! And toss it in Flibbit's direction. Flibbit goes, ah, ah, and he floats uh, around a little bit. He didn't actually have to move, but he does that thing where he like floats forward and then floats back as yeah. the thing flies towards him. And then he reaches up and he's able to catch the unicorn. I say, good job. I'm going to go in close. Uh, don't drop that. All right. G- uh, good luck. Uh, was that your turn? Um, and you're going to dash? I mean, would throwing count as an action probably? Yeah. Then but I you can still to, do all your movement. And you can do... I want to dash over and, if it's possible, onto this... The monster? Monster. Cool. Coasty. I will say monster. as you go, Flibbit will use his turn because he goes after you. But we'll do it kind of at the same time. As you go start to move, he is going to... We'll say he floated a little closer to get that unicorn. And we'll say as you move closer to the roller coaster monster, Flibbit moves closer to you for a moment and casts Bless on you. His Ooh. last spell of the day. Uh, you can bless up to three creatures. Or no, he did. He didn't heal you, did he? Oh no, he did. He did heal you. No, he didn't. With cure wounds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Once. So he is going to cast Bless on you. So from now on, whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, which is you. Uh, you can add a d4. Woo! And then he goes, all right, good luck. And then he uses the rest of his movement to get a little further away. Okay, am I on to this? I think coasty. you, with all of that that happened, it was kind of a lot. I'm going to say that you are able to hop on to Coasty, and the room is about halfway or sorry, you were able to get about halfway to the room. Okay. So you're standing on tracks, and there's probably a cart dangling nearby on the tracks. And the room is further down this jumbled mess of tracks that has become this roller coaster monster. Do the tracks ever go upside down? They do, but not like... It's so jumbled together, it would be hard to do anything. Oh. The cart wouldn't fit, because oh. all the tracks are smushed together to create this person creature. Okay. But it's Coasty not your goes? turn. Coasty looks around and looks at you, and it says, chaos crush. Get crushed. Mm. And uh, it's going to reach out a um, track hand and grab a cart and come down and try to smack you off okay. of it. It's smacking itself, it's- basically, <laughs> as it goes. And it is going to make a bludgeoning large hand attack against you. Oh, wow, that is a nat one. (laughs) Um, Nope, that doesn't hit at all. Which is funny, because here's what Coasty the Chaos Crusher scraper bot thing doesn't realize about himself. He has been alive for a short period of time and is not used to his own abilities with a nat one. Uh, It is a siege monster. It does double damage against objects and structures, and he himself is a bit of a structure. And an object. And with a nat one, he completely misses, and he, like, blows off one of his legs. <laughs> and it drops down to, like, a permanent knee. Oh. As with that nat one was really, really bad for him. Oh. And it crushed part of itself. And he goes, Argh! but I need you to make a dexterity saving throw because it did knock off one of its legs, and you got to see if you can hold on. Yes. That might just save me. 16. Oh, yeah. Easily. You were able to hold on. I'd say you like fall for a second, but you're able to like grab onto one of the tracks. And now there's like a downward slide towards the room because he went down on one knee. There's, you Ooh. couldn't like use the track, but you could like slide down. And it is your turn. 
Akira probably sees that and tries to do just that. That you said the cart still probably wouldn't fit though. Yeah, it would just be person sized. Okay. Um stair rail style. She probably yeah, like get your butt on the rail and slide yeah. down it. Alright. She probably um, tries to slide down. Tries to slide Make down. Make an acrobatics check. See how well it goes for you. I don't think it's gonna be like a failure. It's just gonna be like how far do you get? Seven. <laughs> Seven? Uh, you go about five feet, and the rusty track or the the tracks are still in like decent shape, right? Yeah. But uh, they're not for sliding on your butt, and so you go about five feet, and then you realize you should just stand up and run. Okay. It'd be much faster. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll say you like you five feet of movement. Yeah. Is yeah. down. But you're not that far from the room. Okay. So you're gonna make a dash in. Fifty-five foot dash. Okay. Well, that's that would be because five feet is down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think she wants to um, try to go down, probably like hopping over the like the gaps in the tracks, mm-hmm. and tries to get to the glowing green heart of this. So we'll say you rush in and you make a dive into the room, but that'll be like all your turn. Yeah. And you dive into the room. As you dive in, like over your thorns that are starting to melt away from this energy inside. You see a big pulsing battery, essentially, inside the central point of this beast. Ooh. And it is glowing green. But as you're in there and you kind of recognize everything and you kind of know what's going on, you sort of see this. It's glowing green and it looks like it was installed that way and it's a piece of the original thing. There is a pink energy tendril flowing out of the room down towards the unicorn. And it seems as though this unicorn is keeping even things like a roller coaster going going, and charging it up in some fashion. Curse unicorn. And so Flibbit, on his turn, looks up at you and goes, uh, what do I do? Um, get away. Uh, try to get the unicorn as far away as possible. Okay, and Flibbit just takes off flying and heads for the exit. Okay. Coasty's turn. You're inside. It's down on one knee. He is going to not learn his lesson because he's not a very sentient creature. <laughs> Got a 15. Just barely hits. Yep. Okay. So this is going to be a little weird because he basically takes that cart and slams it into the room. And so it's not a direct hit. So I would like to, you to make a dexterity saving throw to either take full or half of this damage 14 okay so you only take half of 10 which is five damage okay as you are knocked from your to the side and into the one of the walls as the whole room like jumbles apart (laughs) does the pink tendril get shaken the pink tendril gets fainter the further away flibbit moves But it is now your turn, and you are able to stand back up from this hit. I'm going to, this would probably count as an attack roll, but I want to try to slash the pink tendril. Slash the pink tendril? Yeah, see if it's solid and cuttable. Oh, it's not solid. Oh. It's like a wispy magic tendril. Oh. Yeah, you would know that that wouldn't do anything. Okay, never mind. I want to stab the battery. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Go ahead and make... A attack roll against a battery. <laughs> okay. It's again, they're not hard to hit because it's stationary. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. I got 
21. Nice. Go ahead and roll your damage. Eight damage Eight to this damage. Bam- to this battery. All right, so you... I take out my sword, grab it with both hands, and just, like, plunge it into the middle of this battery. As it pierces the battery, the edges of the battery, you feel this wash of green energy go... Wash over you, blasts you backwards. Why don't you take another three force damage as you are thrown against the wall of this room. And at the same time, you hear this awkward sounding recording go chaos crusher apparently you got crushed and then the whole room starts shattering apart and the whole structure starts shattering apart and you are in the middle of this chaos crusher that is starting to crumble to bits I thought you said he was hard to kill I did say he was hard to kill unless you got into the room. Oh. Like, shooting it wouldn't have done anything yeah. at all. You are in the room, though, and this thing is starting to tumble apart. What are you doing? Is there an open side? Yeah, yeah, you came through the open side. Okay. How far away is the ground? 30 feet. Maybe 15 to 30 feet. Okay, that's bad. Okay. How about, despite the fact that cats always land on their feet, that's still quite a long ways. So... <laughs> Is there any like parts of track that are closer? Yeah, you to could jump probably from? try to jump down and grab onto something. You're gonna have to do an acrobatics check, and you're gonna have to describe to me what you do as you flip down to the ground. Because you can get down one way or the other. It's just if you're gonna take any damage. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to. He's going to sheath her sword. Does the tendril go away? No, it's still there, but it's not. It's like it's become a cloud instead of a focus tendril. Oh, it's like waiting. The for battery to... is gone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um. So she she as she's my sword. Take one look around the crumbling room and say like, nope, I'm not. I'm not staying in here. And jumps out the side. Nice. Almost Batman style. Like jumps out the side and tries to aim for. A closer-ish track that yeah. is not 30 feet below. Yeah. <laughs> 20 not natural. Nice. You easily, not only do you grab onto the track, you have enough momentum that you do a full like 360 Whip. spin around it and flip off of the track and you are able to land on your feet. You have to sprint a good another 30 feet, excuse me, to get away from the Chaos Crusher, as it crumbles down into nothingness. And the speaker goes to static. I say, bye-bye, Coasty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after a moment, Flibbit comes back over, and he's holding the pink unicorn. Okay. As he brings over the pink unicorn, one of those tendrils shoots out to the remaining maintenance room for the other track of Coaster Chaos. But not like before where it starts becoming a creature that you have to defeat. One of the carts, the remaining carts on there starts moving and starts operating (laughs) as if it could be ridden for fun. Oh. So if you would like to, you and Flibbit could hop on to try Coaster Chaos. I I take the unicorn from Flibbit and say... Now do you want to have some fun fun? 
I guess so. Let's see what it's like. Well, hop on. <laughs> All right, you guys hop on. And you activate the Chaos Crusher track two. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys go around. There's loops. There's flips. There's corkscrews. It's crazy. You've never experienced anything, anything quite as exciting and awesome as this. Uh, Kia whoops and has her hands up the whole time. Nice. Completely ignoring the and, rules. <laughs> and Flibbit screams like he's been killed the entire time. <laughs> and he does that basically the entire time. You come to a stop. The sun is starting to go down. You think you could probably make your way back to that cave or Mod's room wherever you want to go for the night. But you do get the vibe that you have this pink unicorn and your next mission was to head back to Map's Edge to return it to Theodora. Yeah. Is there anything specific that you want to do? Is there any specific that you want to head as you start to leave Coaster Chaos behind you after having ridden this awesome roller coaster? I think I leave the ticket reel on the ticket spool on the on the, the ticket thing. Okay. And then um, fit, I fist bump, well, fist tentacle bump. Um, it's still, we can still call it a fist bump. Yeah. Fist bump, uh, flip it and say, now did I teach you how to have fun? I guess so. That was, that actually was pretty fun. I have to admit, I wasn't really gonna uh, be a thrill seeker in my life. In fact, my, uh, my brood mates always told me, flip it, you're no fun. And I just, thought they were lying but i think maybe i wasn't actually a lot of fun because that was pretty cool well good job then hey now, thank you you're officially fun wonderful <laughs> fun flippant and he hums to himself a little bit where do you want to head for your night i think i want to go back to the rock the to, the, to the secret secretive rock yeah Okay. The secret of rock. <laughs> so you make your way back. Night's, you know, the sun's starting to set, night's starting to come on, and you make your way back into the room to set up camp. It seemed like a pretty safe spot. You find the secret door again, easy enough, and you go into the room with all the vaults. As you are setting up your bed, and as you are getting comfortable to get a long rest, one of your walkie-talkies of sending makes a little blip noise. And it makes another little blip, blip, like someone's calling you. I pull it out. You pull it out, and you hear static. Well? I go outside the room. You go outside the room? To the outside. You go to the outside. You hear... Kia! Kia, can you read me? And it's Maud's voice. Um, Yeah? What, what's up? I got the I got the thingy. Don't go. It's a trap. Bloodhounds. And then it goes silent. Um, mod, mod, mod. And the radio Hello? is dead. And that's where we're gonna end our session. <laughs> Excitement. Cliffhangers. Story stuff. All right. That was fun. Yay. <laughs> you fought a roller coaster monster. And killed it. And killed it, and got the pink unicorn of batteriness. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? I think so. That was a pretty fun one, though. We will continue next week to find out what happens to Maud. Mm. Story things. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was the dad once again for this episode of Dadventurous. Thank you all for coming along the ride of Coaster Chaos, the Chaos Crusher. Don't forget Coasty the Chaos Man. Yeah. And I was the daughter, the player, the rescuer of unicorns, <laughs> Kia. <laughs> Beautiful. And we will see you next time on our right. podcast called Dadventurous. Welcome to Dadventure Q <laughs> and A. I don't know why we did that. The question this week is kind of a universal one. Uh, what is the most memorable moment that has happened to you in a D&D campaign? However, that, that is not this one. It's not this one. Exactly. Hmm. I have one. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? You start. We're going to call it Fort Shadowfire because that <laughs> sounds cool. Fort Shadowfire. How, uh, how about Fort Fire and Shadow? Fire and Shadow. There you go. So this was back in um, college many years ago for me. Ooh. We were playing probably fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons, not fifth edition. Strange. And we had a campaign where we were sneaking up to this wooden fort and there were, bar- you know, like the walls were all barricaded in, right? Yeah. But as we approached and there were enemies inside, we had to get in there to defeat something. I don't really remember exactly what the reason was, but I knew we had to get into the fort and we had a group of a few people and we did not see a door on the side of the fort that we approached. And the way the DM described it was the fort has no doors. It's this huge fort with defenses, right? Spiky posts and everything. Around the backside, there's a shadowy part of the fort that you can't see. We decide for reasons unbeknownst (laughs) to us that the shadowy part of the fort, that's nothing, obviously. And this fort just doesn't have a door. And so the mom's character decides to start burning a hole in the side of the fort. I had another friend who was sending up a mechanical flying frog familiar that he had to drop bombs onto the fort wall. The frog can drop bombs. It could. It was holding small <laughs> And we basically just burned our way into this fort, causing a huge ruckus, alarmed everyone inside. I was I was like a melee character. I jumped in. I almost died immediately. <laughs> we spent so much time forcing our way through this fort door and we got inside. It was almost a TPK. It was total chaos. We were all barely breathing at the end, our characters anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, when we finally defeated the bad guy and we were sitting there pausing, the DM told us that that was one way to do it, but that the backside of the fort where the shadowy part was that we all completely ignored, there was a door and we could have just came in. (laughs) (laughs) I always think about that. That's Just the beauty of the chaos of people. That's pretty great and terrible. What about you? Um, I have two, I think. Okay. One time we were doing a Spelljammer campaign. Yep. That was a good one. Space one. And um, the way we had it, there was, we were trying to steal a meteorite from this cave, and there were two beholders and an ogre were arguing over who got it. And so the mom's character actually went in, rolled epic persuasion checks, and got them to fight each other. So we didn't actually have to fight the ogre. Mm-hmm. We just had to fight the two beholders. That's true. And her character actually um, made the beholder knock out the ogre. So yeah, that we yeah. didn't have got, to deal with Basically, her. like, got in front of the paralyzed ray, right? Yeah. Of the beholder. Yeah, that, I remember that. That was pretty funny. 
totally took him out of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. What's your second one? My second one is probably my favorite of my character. Yeah. I We were on this tyrant ship, a beholder ship that we stole, mm -hmm. and I was given control of um, two, uh, or sorry, three... They weren't prisoners, but they were like they had been. They had done some traitorous activities, and, and so were being, forced to. They come were on like the community service, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and I and their names were Poffred and Ardux, and I was yelling at them to, um, since the par the party was doing was like searching things. Yeah, and so I kept them busy by yelling at them to um. Organize the boxes <laughs> from <remember> smallest <laughs> to biggest, then search them for uh, any magical items, and then reorganize them. From biggest to smallest, right? From biggest to smallest. <laughs> That's right. And it was basically so that you guys could do, you were keeping them distracted too, right? Yeah. So you guys could do sneaky other things? Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was my solution. And that what was and you your, got approval. Yeah, that's right. And your character in that campaign is Ishin Whale Song, a plasmoid rogue. A soul plasmoid knife rogue. soul knife rogue. Playing like a spelljammer piratey campaign. <laughs> All I right. got to yell at people. You did. And my you character are, loved that. Your character will soon become a pirate captain. Ta-da. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, that is all for this week. Thank you all for once again listening in to Dadventurous. QA. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Just a reminder to everybody out there, too, we are looking for more questions to answer. Uh, hoping to get some from kids and people learning DD and that kind of thing. So make sure to send us your questions. Either with email or on social media. Yep, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have YouTube and Twitter, and we also have an email. It's deadventurouspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions and we will answer them on air and it will be fun. Thank you. Will it be fun? Guaranteed. 100% mm. fun. Definitely. All the time. <laughs> <laughs>